podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Fulcrum Red. Um, after Liverpool have beaten Villarreal with three goals to two, I'm the host key tonight. I'm joined by three of the toughest legs you'll ever find. I'm joined by Kevo Sullivan. I'm joined by Emmett Cavanagh, and I'm joined by Ray Dicko Dickinson. Have me known with Dicko in a world. How are you, Dicko? I'm good, thanks, How Keith. Yeah, all I'm good. good. Yeah, I wasn't that happy, man. I wasn't at half time. We don't do things easy. <laughs> I'm ready to puke. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Wondering, like, was I the Jonah who sort of, you know, was going to come on to a to a, a historic loss, but thankfully it turned completely in the other direction. People don't know, but Dicko is the biggest Jonah <laughs> in the world. Have you seen the stuff that Dicko puts in their WhatsApp group? That absolutely, he's like Nostradamus. He's an absolute shy bag, and <laughs> when it does, he can't deal with us. He can't deal with us. But now all's good. All's good. Yeah. Um. Emmett, how are you after that? Nerves gone. Did you have a beard at the start of it? Or you shaved that yesterday, <laughs> no, did you? I, I, I shaved out. that by mistake the other day, day trying to trim it, so I'm raging. Oh, but, um, being that yeah, no, I'm, I'm re- recovered now. Um, I think everybody's head was falling off in the telegram at one stage. My WhatsApp, one, one lad in the WhatsApp was like, oh, you completely got the team wrong. And I was like, why didn't you say that before? Like, it's just yeah. ridiculous. And it's like, if we, like, we know, just chill out, relax. I know it's hard to say, but um, they were never, it's easy to say, sorry, they were never, ever, ever going to be able to keep that up, um, the pressing that they had in the first half, or the tempo that they had in the first half. They were always going to come at us at 100 miles an hour, but they were never going to be able to keep it up. So. Just a routine win for the Reds, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> happy days, happy days. Kev, just, you know, something that, that Emmett said, he was never worried there and a real team win for the Reds. He was these bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the rest of us at halftime, horse and everything at the television, yeah. shouting and roaring. What the fuck? Chew at me knuckles. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, but it's something, something you said, Kev, which we spoke about before we came yeah. on was, you know, they, they they pressed well and they done well, but, you know, it, it's a tough ask to do that to Liverpool. You know, I... Similar to Barcelona not getting that fourth against us, yeah. a two-goal lead by Villarreal to get us in a half-time. It, it was a great, valiant effort, but, you know, these things happen. Um, yeah. I, we won't go deep too into it at the moment. We'll come on to it in a minute, but you happy with that? Yeah, it was a Champions League semi-final. I said, I put last tweet I put out before the game started is, we don't normally do things easy. And we don't. And credit where it's due. A lot of people thought this was just going to be a gimme, me included. I honestly thought after the, their performance in the first leg, they lost at the weekend to a side that's 19th, Alaves. I thought, as long as we turn up, we'll be grand. Not a bother. And when I saw the lineup, I was like, wow, that's a lot stronger than I thought he'd go. But it's foot to the floor from here on in now. And but yeah, absolutely delighted with with you know over the moon with the result. But Christ Almighty, we we were made work for it. We were made earn it, 
And rightly so. It's a Champions League semi-final, for God's sake. Indeed, indeed. We were, indeed we were. We'll start off, lads. We'll have a look at the lineup. You touched on it there, Kev. Um, but Dicko, I'll, I'll come to you. The team news came out and, yeah. you know, it's fairly strong. It's 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 as strong as maybe I, I might have had an issue with, with one position, but um, you can't really argue with that, can you, when you're going into a, a semi-final second leg with a 2-0 lead? You expect the team of that quality to be able to, to see it through. So do you want to run through the team for us? Do you have it there? Yeah, so, I mean, look, um, I thought in terms of the back four, I think Kev mentioned it, um, I think it was on the fat back four, that um, he thought it was time for Robbo to have a rest and Simicus to come in. Um, and that was a little bit of a surprise. Um, but look, we go strong, Kanate. You know, it's toss of a coin between Kanate and Matip at this stage. So no major issues there, apart from a slight concern that, you know, if, if Robbo's playing tonight, then does that mean, you know, Simicus is playing against Spurs? I kind of would have preferred Simicus to probably get his minutes tonight. Um, in the midfield, um, yeah, I mean, again, you know, Cater had a great game at the weekend, so you you, you, you couldn't sort of uh, begrudge him getting a start in, in, a, in, a, in a Champions League semi-final, which should have been a formality in essence. Um, Tiago and Fabinho coming back in, um, you know, fresh from from sort of not having to um, exert themselves at the weekend. And then up front, maybe a little bit of a surprise. I mean, it was obviously no surprise you see Salah in there, Mane. Um, maybe Jota was a bit of a surprise and Diaz maybe was the one that you would have expected to to, to start. But I'm not going to, like, I've you know, I've, I've heard plenty of other people say it. I've not... I'm not any longer doubting what these teams are essentially. Um, few few eyebrows raised at the weekend because of you know the likes of James Milner getting a start, but but we've got like four or five interchangeable players where you'll still consider yourselves um, at, at full strength essentially. So I, I was quite comfortable that that was a team that was more than capable of getting through on the basis of having a two-goal advantage, put it that way. Absolutely no qualms, really, apart from a couple of maybes, ifs and buts and stuff like that, you know? Indeed, indeed. Emmett, like, something Dick I'll touch on there, we have this squad now where, you know, whoever's in the team, whoever's in the lineup is there on Merda, and if, if people need to come in, we have got options now that we can change a game if and when we need to. Were you happy with the 11 there? Did you think there might have been a few more changes? Do you think he would have gone a little bit weaker? Or how did you see it playing? I'm like Kev. I, I, I thought there'd be maybe more changes. Uh, I thought, again, I thought maybe Simicast. After watching Robbo at the weekend, bursting his bollocks <laughs> on the 90th minute, running the full length of the pitch against Newcastle, I thought... He had a look of someone that knew he was getting arrested. So when that came out, I was a little bit surprised. Um, but other than that, you know, it was as I probably expected. Other than Diaz, sorry, like Dicko said, I thought it would have been Salamane Diaz up front. Um, <clears throat> but the beauty of this is, is that, like I said before, two, three years ago, we could almost predict the lineup the day before again. Now, yeah, second guessing yourself all the way up until. It's announced an hour before kickoff, but yeah, no, I was I was delighted. Um, I'm trying to just hold my tongue here about actually talking how some of them actually pay because no one played. We no one get onto that, but um, yeah, I was over the moon. 
delighted with the with the lineup. Yeah, indeed. You can't really complain. But um the game starts. The weather, actually, before that, we'll touch on the weather. So it's mm. absolutely horrific rain over there. Mm. We were hearing all through the day about, you know, torrential rain, stormy rain. You see Vinnie O'Connor, I think it was, was on Sky Sports over there getting absolutely pissed on. <laughs> absolutely horrific. A shame, a shame for the lads who went out there for a bit of sun and a yeah. bit of football, wasn't it? Exactly, yeah. A little, little jolly to Benidorm and then you can always sit through <laughs> that. But look, these things happen. But Kev... The weather was there. There was rumours that the game could have even been called. Was that a concern that you had, or did you think, you know, it's, it's the same for both teams. You just have to deal with these elements. Well, I thought it would have favoured us. You know, it's nothing that we wouldn't have faced for the last three or four months at home. You know, playing playing the north the northwest of England, it would have been like that. It was seventeen degrees or something like that. Nice and mild, wet, slip, good, quick pitch. It shouldn't have been a problem, and it wasn't. The pitch wasn't a problem. The pitch was they did the ground staff did really well because anyone who's been in Spain knows that when it rains, it lashes, and usually it goes away, but it didn't. You know, it was it wasn't, and those type of grounds aren't really geared with the uh, drainage that we'd see over here. You know, they they just don't they're not geared for it. But look, they just had to deal with it, and. That was the least of our problems because, as you say, when the game kicked off, they could have been playing in the northwest of England in a League Cup third round against a side playing 4 4 2 that were aggressive. And that's what they faced. And for, I think it shocked them. Genuinely, I think they did not expect Villarreal to be that aggressive from the off. I think they probably looked at it and thought, right, 2 0. 2 0 down, they'll try and hang in the game, get to half time, and go for it in the second half. I'm convinced that that was the outlook that our players had. But they sure got a rocket up their arse because Villarreal went for their throats straight from the off, and there was no missing. And they were 2 0 up at half time and deserved, deserved 2 0 up at half time. They were by far the better side, and we just couldn't live with their intensity. I've never seen Thiago flustered on the ball like he was tonight. I haven't seen Naby Keita play that badly in the first half of a game since Madrid when he was hooked. And I, at one stage in the first half, I thought that with Jordan Henderson warming up that he was going to get hooked, and he wouldn't have had a complaint about it. He wouldn't have been able to argue the toss. There wasn't one single redeeming feature in that first half, apart from the fact that there was only two. And it was that bad. And to see the player, I mean, at 2-0, I was like, just get to halftime. Please get to halftime. Mm-hmm. We've been here so many times this season where we've gone in games where we've given up a couple of chances but got in nil-nil. And Klopp has thrown a rocket up him and changed a few things, a couple of tweaks here and there. And we come out a different side. But my God. That first 45 was as bad as I've seen us in a long time. Hmm. Indeed. Uh, Dico, you know, Villarreal, they're a good team. They came out there. Did you know, lads, that Villarreal only has a population of 50,000? So <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've heard it only every day for the last... Size of Drogheda. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they, 
But you know what? They have a great, they have a, they do have a great stadium, great crowd. It does look like it's a very, uh, not hostile, but very, um, a, a good, a good little bouncer for them to get them up for the game. And Dicko, do you feel like that helped them at the start? That they, you know, that the crowd were up for it, the players were up for it. Liverpool were just, I won't even say full ten percent off it, and. Villarreal just got at them at the start. It was, you know, they go for the throat straight away. And and what did you make of the start? And and how did you see the game panning out as it was going on? Yeah, I mean, they obviously they 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 actually kind of rehearsed the the kind of you know holding the cards up and stuff like that, creating that though that kind of mosaic and stuff. Like they were they were mad into it. I mean, look, you know, the <coughs> European Cup semi final. I think if they been they've been to one before, but look, this was this was even though they were two 0 down, they they weren't gonna um slip into that mentality of anything other than this was still um a great opportunity for them to get to a final. Um there was uh, I noticed at each end uh, behind each goal, look, I'm not a Spanish speaker, but it sort of it, it looked like it was saying something like ninety minutes from immortality or something like that there was the same there was the same sign behind each goal 90 minutes from something they 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 were banged into it they were absolutely you know they they weren't gonna they weren't gonna be kind of defeated before this game started and obviously the players responded to that i mean um seeing a few comments in here about you know the fact that they caught us cold that's absolutely what they did you know it was the perfect storm of us maybe being a little bit complacent maybe thinking this was the one game in the the final what what's now going to turn out to be seven that we could actually maybe not turn up at 100% and and and, and expect to get away uh, with it you know like we could have lost that game tonight and still gone through you know dangerous territory from from a mentality standpoint and you know we we went 1-0 down and we played like we were still in control of the game and we weren't or control of the tie and we weren't because we weren't in control of the game you know we were we were letting them impose themselves on us and we just couldn't string you know two or three passes together you know Tiago was playing blind balls you know Cater was playing blind balls you know lads were just guessing you know you know that that moment you know like I'm convinced that any other Premier League goalkeeper gets themselves sent off there tonight. You know, we've got Alisson to thank for that moment where he made he got he got to the ball. Um, it was a hairy moment. I, my my ass went. I I I I you know I had the, the horrible visions that it would go to VAR and we get a horrible decision. Um, you know, we were just, we were all over the place and thank God, you know, that might, that might get lost in the whole analysis, the Allison moment, but that was huge. You know, if he gets sent off there, then we are like, I think we're gone. You know what I mean? We're going down to 10 men. You know, you haven't got, you, you know, the mentality, you know, you haven't got your, your goalkeeper in the final. If you do go through like the whole thing was turning into, was, was quickly turning into a, an absolute mess. Um, so, look, half time come at the right time for us. You know, the commentary um, I was listening to on RTE, where you know we were saying Liverpool needs to get to half time. It was obvious to everyone, um, and you know we were sloppy at the back. You know, the both full backs are getting caught out for each goal. You know, um, 
you have uh, Trent and Robbo getting caught out. Um, I think the first goal is an element to look because I don't think um, I think it's Kapuwe, isn't it? I don't yeah. think he necessarily means what he does, but it ends up being a perfect pass, um, and they and they get the early goal. Um, look, we 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 rode our luck a little bit, but I think as Kev has mentioned, as people in the chat that I've mentioned, they absolutely blew themselves out in that first half. They put everything into it. They got themselves level, but thankfully. You know, whatever was said in that dressing room at half time, it, it absolutely worked, coupled with the change, obviously bringing Diaz on um, and making sure that he stuck out to that left hand side instead of obviously Jota drifting far, far too often inside um, and, and us just being completely ineffective in that first half. Indeed, indeed. Emmett, <clears throat> um, Let's say three big, we won't go through everything in fine detail, but three big chances in the first half. And Dicko mentioned about the penalty incident there. But talk us through your opinion of the first goal. So we're two minutes into the game and Liverpool are lax. How did you see it going? Is there blame? Is there, <clears throat> is it just the element of being caught cold? Or how did you see it? No, I, I think there's definitely, definitely blame. Um, we were definitely caught. I, I'd imagine that we thought they were going to come at us, but I didn't. I don't think they thought they'd come at, could come at us as hard as they came at us. Um, and then you probably even need to think, like, maybe would they have been better off saying, doing what Kev said? Maybe trying to sit back and, and hit us on the break. But sure, look, neither here nor there now. But um, I was absolutely shocked when that, when that ball comes in. Robertson actually looks at him coming into the box and just completely ignores him, allows him to, to run past him. I think everybody's head was up their hole um, with how quickly they came at us. And we just couldn't... Kind of get to grips with the game and it was just like there was people were being dragged out of position and even Virgil is normally on the ball like, do you know what I mean for that thing the, the pass coming back across the goal he'd normally clear that away but um yeah we were just at sixes and sevens and it was so un Liverpool like because we're normally so composed and it was just like what the hell is going on I think somebody in the telegram made a this is as bad as we played since Fulham beat us last year I think it was but we were just we just didn't seem to know what way we wanted to play. But Villarreal certainly knew what way they wanted to play. And I, I swear to God, I, I think the stadium stayed full afterwards and they deserved the round of applause from, from the team. Like no team has really has really done that to us this year. So uh, hats off to them. Um but like I said, they were never gonna be able to keep it up. And I know <clears throat> it's like get to half time, Klopp will do what he says a will We'll have you say a half time may change has brought Diaz on, who I thought was absolutely excellent. But I would imagine it was probably 80% what Klopp had to say, and maybe 20% with Villarreal kind of nearly falling off a cliff in the second half with the effort that they put in the first half. But, Indeed. Um, yeah. It is what it is, isn't it? You know, you can oh, see wow. it after two, three minutes. And as you say, those mistakes are they just. You know, they probably expected Villarreal to come at them, but maybe not as intense and as quick as they do, but they fall in behind. But Kev, um, you know, Dicko touched on the penalty incident um, that comes along. How big is that for you in, in the context of the, the toy and the season, really, the, yeah. the rest of the season? That could have been... That, that was a season-defining moment. Um, I trust Alisson 1v1 with anyone. His timing on 
tackles like that. He's done that so many times. And it's something that Cuevy Keller has picked up because he's seen him do it a few times as well. They must practice endlessly with the likes of with Salah, Mane and Jota going at their feet, 1v1s. And the amount of work and dedication and years it takes to time that. He was he was probably the only one <laughs> in that first half that was uh, that was excellent. He was very good in the first half. He did nothing wrong. Even in history, what was that? Well, the worst goalie in the history of what happened to Casey. Have to oh, send that to bad. Phil. <laughs> All right, for anyone who's listening, he's, what was it he said? Villarreal keeper is the worst. Uh, where's Yama? <laughs> your man of Villarreal in goal is the worst goalie in the history of football after Phil Casey. But it was one of those, a, a less experienced referee might have panicked because there is an argument that part who hit who first. I thought Allison did really well to stay, to keep his body open and not lunge. He let the ball co- and the player and La Celso come to him. But a less experienced referee could have panicked, especially under the pressure from the home crowd and the context of the game and the importance of the moment. But he didn't. He didn't buy it. And there was a few incidents in the first half where they were going to ground very easily and he waved an awful lot of it off. You know, and um, credit where he's a, he is a very good referee. He's just, he's been Danny Male. He's been around a long, long time. Uh, but that they're the kind of moments in games that can usually shake a side up, but it really it didn't. It was um, you know another one that we got away with. But in fairness, it was excellent play by Allison. But you know it's almost like you expected of him. I'd be shocked if he gave away a penalty in that fashion because it would be so uncharacteristic of him. It's you it's excellent it. goalkeeping, isn't he? Yeah, right, Kev. It's excellent yeah. goalkeeping because he doesn't commit to it, and I think. No. What you've got is you've got La Celso was expecting him to commit and he starts turning and looking for the contact. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He starts initiating he himself because he, he expects yeah. I wouldn't say he's diving, but he's 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 expecting a, a different yeah. keeper will just come out and clean him and he doesn't. Yeah. But if the ref makes that call, I don't know what the European refs are like for, you know, overruling, but it's clear and obvious a, a thing in the Champions League. Can I just say I wouldn't have the confidence in, in, in an English referee making the right decision there. No. I think or the, VAR, I think the ref, I think he, he, he come across a bit mad at times, but I think in the main, he was completely in control of that game. You know, Coquelin was yeah. going down, you know, frequently and he was he was basically telling them to get back up. He was wise to any tricks that were going on. And in fairness, you know, he he's seen he's seen it with his own eyes. He's seen that Celso initiates the contact. Um I think in a Premier League game eight, nine times out of ten, I think that's given as a penalty. And I think it's also, you know, a, a, a typical one where it's not overruled and we're, we're talking about it, you know, constantly you know, for days after. So thank God it was, you know, a European referee, in my opinion. Indeed, indeed. Um, I think what I, I think on. what's what does him is Alison. If you watch Alison, he has this thing where he actually it's he waits. You're torn. He kind of nearly races towards you, but then he stops, yeah. and that's I think what Paul Lascelles. He he was braced for impact. And the, 
there was none and it was him that kind of carried on in then to Alison. Yeah. yeah. That's great to see. Great to see. Uh, Johnny M, 1964. My earliest memory of LFC is the 74 Cup final versus Newcastle. Remember, this team went on to win the European Cup in 77. The present team is the best I've ever seen. Now, when you talk to people from that era that seen the great teams of the 70s and 80s, and for this team to be put in there, I've I sort of had this discussion before about, you know, longevity and, and success and what the 70 you know 78 79 team for example and the how good they were but what liverpool are doing now you can't really compare the years you can't say well they won so many league titles and these didn't what liverpool are doing now it's it's incredible you know in this yeah, era against never been done. the the teams this... they're going against you know it's yeah. it's absolutely phenomenal and you know in saying that Emmett, we go down two nil on the night what did you make of that um yeah, setback. I still you won't believe me, but I still thought look, we'll we'll still have enough to, to get by them. But it was um it was no more like Kev said, it was no more than we deserved. We just couldn't get to to, to the to the to the pitch of the ball. Like it was it, we were they were rushing us into like everybody was saying that our, our, our passing is so bad. Yeah, the passing was so bad, but it wasn't because we were making bad, well, it was because we were making bad passes, but they were forcing us into making bad. We didn't have the time on the ball that we normally would. Like you said, you've probably never seen Thiago play as bad in the first half. And everybody was on Kate's back. I don't think anybody could have came off the, the pitch in the first half with their head held high. Not one person. Um, but um, yeah, and they were they were forcing the mistakes. And like we've said, just get it to halftime. Because we've seen it. We even saw it in the Newcastle game. Do you know what I mean? We just come, come, come out kind of slightly better in the second half. Other games prior to that as well, where we weren't as good in the first half, we come out kind of slightly better in the second half. So it was literally just get us to half time without getting a third. Like and like I was worried about getting it, them getting their third goal, um, because we, we were we were that bad. Like it's it's like I don't I don't need to convince anybody. We've all watched it. We were absolute shy in the first half, yeah. <laughs> and we, things could only get better in the second half. Um, but yeah, it was just literally get us to get us to halftime, so I could get downstairs and get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> but but Trent is Trent is poor on that second goal, lads, isn't he? I mean, Canate got a bit of yeah. stick as well, but Canate follows the runner, and Trent just looks because I had a look at it again. I yeah. had this argument before. I think it was. Me and Gav against Kevin Shawnee could have been about Trent getting caught in a goal and looking and not following his runner. He, he looks again and sees your man coming in and just doesn't it's really lazy. react in time. Yeah, it's a reaction. Look, I don't, I don't like to dig Trent out. Trent is great. He is what he is. You know, he's he's such a good player, but he does get caught a few times like that. And I think it's just, you know, he, he was caught at the back stick. It happens. Full backs, both full backs, in fairness, were caught out in the, in the first half. And we were struggling to really... You know, Ro get Robbo was the cut game. out by a good run. Kapui done him in the run because he faked to go inside and he went around the other side of him. Um, Trent was done by a well timed run because he tried to jump into him, but Cochlan was in the air. That's only his second goal in eight years in the Champions League, God's sake. Mm. But the problem with the second goal was the cross. When Kapui turned back onto his left foot, he went backwards, but so did Robertson. So the, the gap between the two when he was chasing him to the line, they were close. But Kapue turned the ball on, back onto his left foot and stepped back a yard. 
but Robbo went back the other way, anticipating that he would come in on his right foot, but he didn't. So the gap opened and allowed the cross to come in the first place. The first thing you're taught in football, block the cross. And that's what was the problem. And that was the problem for the first goal as well. Stop the cross. Naby didn't go get out to the ball and stop the cross. It was basic fundamentals of defending. And it didn't happen for either goal. And both fullbacks were caught. One by a good run. One by a good bit. A good run from a midfielder making great timing on the ball. Trent could have done better. But sometimes you got to put your hand up and say, yeah, that was a really good goal. You know, that was a really good run from an attacking midfielder to get into that position and get up high. And even if Trent got to him, I don't think he was stopping him because he was already in the air. And I think his momentum was going to take him in anyway. So, I mean, look, you stop the cross, you stop the goals. And there's hard lessons to be learned there for both players. Very true, very true. They go, half time comes. I agree with what Emmett said there. I wasn't overly worried, to be honest, even at 2-0 because... Because of the, the players in our squad now, and we touched on it already, that, you know, whoever starts, you're happy enough with, and then you've got options to come on. But Diaz comes on at half-time, and I think the momentum changes. It, look, Klopp gets them in. I don't know if he gives them a rocket, you know, whether or he just, the senior players just put their hands up and say, we've been an absolute pony here. But it's a different performance from the start of the second half, isn't it? Like, straight away, Liverpool are like, getting on the ball and moving it. Did you see... Do you feel that Diaz made that instant impact or do you just feel the team took her up a notch? I think it was a bit of both, really. I mean, you know, I, I was like, my head had gone really at half time. I mean, look, you know, we've been in these mad positions before. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, you know, full disclosure, I booked my. I booked my flights and accommodation like the minute that the, the final was moved to Paris. So like, I felt like all my plans were disintegrating in front of my eyes yeah, as well as, as well as anything else. Do you know what I mean? I, I you know, I've, I've a good few days in Paris planned and that was all evaporating at half time. So I was like doubly sick essentially, but yeah, I mean, a half time, I thought, you know, the sensible thing, look, Naby Keita, you know, had a, had a nightmare in the first half. Let, let's be honest. He he actually was probably um, the first sub for me. You know, um, I thought Hendo, I thought we would see Hendo at halftime. You know, I was texting a mate at halftime and I said Hendo and, and Diaz were the, were the subs, you know, obviously um, for, for Keita and Jota in my mind. Um, I was a little bit surprised that there was no change to the to the midfield three. To be honest with you, um, you could have hauled um, any of them off. Really, I mean, I don't think there were ever it was ever going to be a case of hauling Thiago or uh, Fabinho off, particularly as they'd been rested at the weekend. But you, there was a case to say Cater should come off. And um, to be fair, I mean, we we've spoken on on this. Uh, we, we we've done it a lot on the winners and losers about you know pundits and whatnot. Um, I thought Ray Houghton, you know, had a decent night on RTE, to be fair. You know, he 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 quickly got on to the fact that Diaz out on the left and, and keeping his position out on the left would cause Villarreal a lot more problems, you know, and it proved to be the case, you know. Um he makes the one sub and it's it's having an instant impact really. Um that front three was a lot better, it was a lot a lot more balanced. I know overall. Uh, Salah has a fairly quiet night, 
but there was a better balance there with those three. Um, the midfield started getting the foot on the ball, started passing it around, actually started finding Liverpool shirts instead of aimlessly, you know, trying to, you know, sort of blind, blindly pass the ball and, and finding, you know, an opponent. So, yeah, it was a combination of both. And, you know, we didn't, the thing was like, we it wasn't like a, 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 the flick of a switch transformation, as in we weren't instantly creating loads of chances, but you quickly started to get some reassurance that the likelihood was building that we were going to get the next goal. And to be honest with you, I think the next goal is always going to be the decisive goal. You know, because of the elimination of the away goals, you know, that 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 prevented um, Villarreal from really needing to worry too much about us scoring the next goal. But it was once the once the goal was scored, you know, the, the kind of floodgates opened. Obviously, there's not that much time between our first and second goal. And, and obviously, by the time we scored the second goal, you know, Villarreal, uh, you know, did a busted flush, really, at that point, aren't they? The heads have gone. They put everything into that first half. You know, Moreno, for them, was their big hope. And he was getting involved to a to a degree. But I think just the fact that he was on the pitch and he was that added threat, you know, I think spared them on, give them a little bit more confidence. But, you know, the fact that we... You know, we we sucker punch them. He goes off the pitch, like it's 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 game over for them, isn't it? So we had to be patient. We had to bite the nails, but we eventually get the goal, um, and we don't have to wait long for the second either. Friend of the show, Peter M. Smith. I don't know what the M there is. He is Peter. Peter, let's give. Well, let's guess what this M is, Peter. Um, music, music. Oh, very good, very good. Peter sings. Peter Maurice. I'm going for Maurice. Peter <laughs> Maurice <laughs> Smith. Marcus. Peter Michal. Could be anything. <laughs> Peter may well confirm what he may know. He may say, Keith, shut the fuck up. But Pete says, <laughs> best thing that could happen to us. Having a bad 45, blessing in the scores ahead of the huge games ahead. We are ready for anything. And you know what? I think Pete does have a bit of a point there because... Sometimes, and someone else said up here, I think Ross, sometimes getting smacked in the face and kicking the bollocks is a good wake-up call when you've won 44 games in the season, 45 wins down the new Reds record. You know, sometimes you do, I've said this about Man City in the past, you know, Man City usually are getting very favourable Champions League draws and in groups, you know, and, and they, they'll come out into the round of 16 and then they'll get to the quarter-final and they get caught out because they're not really getting tested. And sometimes you do need to get that little bit of a test, you know what I mean? Just to get a little bit of bleeding, you know, Bruce Lee job, taste a bit of blood and then get stuck back in and back on the horse. But Emmett, the goal, first goal comes. We're putting on pressure. I, I know I think I was saying about Keita being poor first half. I thought they were all absolutely septic and... I thought Thiago was worse than Keita personally, but yeah, flip of a coin for any of them. But immediately the second half is better, and Fabinho's getting more involved. What do you make of the first goal? Yeah, I just, exactly like what Dicko said. We didn't come out and immediately start going for the throat. We kind of nearly just started turning the screw slowly, start stringing the passes together. And look, you see people saying, why do we keep passing it backwards? It's taking the sting out of the game. And I have to say, the football before Fabinho's goal was absolutely 
beautiful. Just I, I don't know how many passes there were, but we, we started one touch football. We weren't doing that. We were nearly taking too much out of the ball in the first half, and that's when they were able to get in on top of us. But um, yeah, what what a strike! Like straight through his well, it's two nutmegs, isn't it? On the knife for Rowley. Ah, we're going to him. Brad Bobley would say, "Stay clever, keep them together." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, now some smack I have to say, and uh, the house anyway knew that there was a goal, and I'd say the neighbours and the neighbours down the road knew there was a goal. Um, but um, yeah, that was it. It was just a kind of. The bit of breathing space that we needed, like, but it was it was well deserved. It wasn't like a goal from nothing. Like, like Dico said, we we turned the screw slowly. I thought Diaz coming on, what Diaz brings is I think he holds the ball up a lot better yeah. than maybe others do. Yeah. So in the first half, the ball was going up and it was getting to them all right, but it was nearly coming straight back down our throats. He'll do absolutely everything to try and hold on to that ball, and normally does hold on to the ball, which kind of gives us that time to kind of get up and support him. But um, yeah, unbelievable goal. Oh, Pete says yes. It is music. <laughs> there you go. Oh, it's Mihal. It is Mihal. Oh, it's Mihal. Well, Michael. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was just. Yeah, it was uh, you could kind of relax. I, I, I kind of, I didn't think it was ever in doubt, but that was nice to get it when we got it, and then to get the second, obviously, nearly soon after, was just a release, and then it was. I didn't have to start looking up paintball in places in Liverpool for the stags, or <laughs> yeah. we go down to the go karts or whatever. We're actually going to the Champions League final, so yeah. Yeah, well, no, no, it's you know, it, it's a great goal by Fabinho, Kev, isn't it? Because he looks and he sees, you know, it looks like he's shaping up for a cross, but when you see the yeah. replay, he does, he he sees this fella's there and just blasts at him, but it, it goes through quite easy, and then just straight after that. I don't know how many minutes later. There was only a couple of minutes. Um, yeah, we get the, the, th the three goals came in twelve minutes, um, yeah, yeah. and that's what we tend to we've tended to be doing lately is scoring goals in bunches. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the first goal, he just twatted it. He just let you're ab that. If you're good enough to stop it, good. You're, it's going to hurt you. Uh, but he, he was looking for the cross. Yeah, he looks, doesn't he? He, he yeah. takes a look. You yeah. see it on the replay, he takes yeah. a look across. He, not that I think it really makes any difference to the goal. No, he, he, he was into looking, a hologram. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. was looking. For, he was looking for the cross, and he kept looking for it. And he's like, "There's nothing on here, but look at where I am." You know, I was like, "I can't believe I've, I've got this far, and there's no one here." Have that, and he's got a great strike on him. Like we've seen it before from him when he shoots from outside the box. He's a thunderbolt of a right foot, and he just had it. And look, keeper obviously should do better. When it's straight at him, he has to do better. But there was some venom in that shot. And we needed it. it. But it was a fair reflection on how we'd grown into the game. We started to manage the game and off. We looked like our old selves. And I thought, yeah, Diaz coming on, holding a position, spreading the pitch. Because that side of the pitch was where the water was held up. You could see it when he was going into tackles. The water was spraying up off the pitch like. So for him to be able to do what he did out there was gave license gave the midfield that extra couple that extra bit of time on the ball. But I thought goal aside, I thought Fabinho was outstanding. He was outstanding in the second half. He dragged everyone along with him. He led the midfield. He led the comeback in midfield for me. He he's aggressive. He was just aggressive and positive in his play. He was his control of the ball, his passing. Everything about his game in the second half was a polar opposite to how timid the midfield was in the first half. And 
to play for the to go for you know for the second goal. Trent has done that a couple of times as well, cutting back onto his left foot. I honestly thought it was going to be offside because it just looked like it was it looked too easy. Yeah. You know, when the cross came in, there was there was two of them there. It was him and Sadio there, I think. And it was Diaz got the header on it. And that was that was good good night Vienna there. That was it. it you know at three at three two one on the, on the tie, two one behind on the night, you thought, yeah, they could still do something. They could rally and go again. But as soon as soon as the second one in, it was over. You know, it was the tide done. We could sit back and just relax and enjoy the rest of the game. You know, it was just one of those. It was a mad one up until that second goal. And then when that went in, happy days after that. Yeah, so, you know, another nutmeg, it has to be said, on Geronimo Rulli. Dicko, <laughs> the third one. Geronimo storms out like a headless chicken. Mm. Talk me through it. Well, look, he got away with another one, hadn't he? Um, yeah. I mean, we'd seen what he was capable of in the first game, haven't we? Like, he, he didn't want to catch anything. He was parrying stuff, you know, straight into the danger zone or punching stuff where he, he you know, he, he should have been catching it. In the first half, I think it was really early on. It was like maybe five minutes in and Trent was in a position where he could have actually took a pot shot. And, you know, he didn't, he, he laid it off and, and it was just, you know, one of many passes that was completely, you know, useless. It was running through my mind right the way through that first half. Like the minute that we, we actually can start testing this goalkeeper, you know, what, what we seen in the first leg was going to, was going to, was, was going to surface again. And look, I mean, you know, he come, you know, headless chicken stuff comes out um, still a little bit of a doubt in my mind whether Mane would be given offside. Um, turns out he was he was just was he just inside his own yeah his yeah. own half. Um, so 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 you know that 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 was quickly sort of put to one side. But but yeah, I mean, even when um, even when Mane goes past him for some reason, I just I don't know why. I just did, I thought he was gonna. He was going to mess it up in some way, shape, or form. I, 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 I thought you know he's going to put it wide or he's going to hit the defender on the line, whatever. But look, he, he, he took it away. It felt like it took an eternity to. Took his time, didn't he? Got it right. Oh my god! It, I mean, it just it felt like it took forever to hit the back of the net. But then you know, um, then you absolutely you know you go into Paris at that point. You know, like it's absolutely no chance of of them coming back because let's face it even even with a two goal lead um you know they get one back and it's 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 it could be a nervy last 10 minutes or whatever crazy things can happen obviously away goals doesn't matter they can they can draw that game um or sorry, they, they can they can win that game 4-2 and and it can be 4-4 you can go to extra time so look that that was you know Nail in the coffin. Um, we seen the, the funny comments earlier on. The worst goalkeeper um, since Phil Casey. Uh, I think Davo would probably have a shout as well. Um, oh. <laughs> um, <Ooh. laughs> um, no was left in your house. <laughs> was a fantastic League of Ireland record, it must be said. I know he's there. He's in the record books. I think yeah. five games, fairly impressive. 
um, to even be to even be um, uh, Google worthy, I suppose. But um, look, um, he was. I mean, what do you, I mean, you know, like it's, it's completely irrelevant. But obviously, if you fill a Real, the first thing you want to try and do in the uh, in the summer is probably upgrade uh, your goalkeeper. But the irony is, you know, this is That's the. The, 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 isn't this the same goalkeeper who scored the winning winning penalty against Manchester yes, United yeah. in last yeah. year's um, Europa League semi final? So look, it's it's uh... Asensio on the on the bench is better. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. He's he's a better keeper, like. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think really he's a better keeper, but he does no, have these erratic he's moments. On the ground. He's, he's better on the ground. He's better. Yeah. Type of stuff. I mean, Carius is available. Maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe maybe they can take him off. Our I think WWE are looking at Carius at the minute. The size yeah. of yeah. He's been living in the gym for the last year now. Oh, it was a shocking performance over two legs. I mean, yeah, um, I, I you know he was called out after the first leg, you know, by various people about his performance and. He, you know, forty-five. He, he had an anonymous forty-five minutes because of how that first half panned out. But as soon as we were back, you know, in, in any way, shape, or threat, he went to pieces again. It's funny that you mentioned, you know, that he, he scores the winning penalty against Man United, so he's all right in air books. Yeah. He also played for Man City, so he's like the anti fucking Ian Acho. Remember that stock in the shite missed the sitter against oh, City that could have laid Yeah. Ex City player that don't sit you saw it well. We got your honor mode to, to do us one there today. Although Carius is ex City as well, so maybe, maybe that's why they came out at 100 mile an hour in the first half to try and keep the ball away from really, especially with the conditions. And that's something I was going to touch on, Emma. Genuinely, I was going to, I was just going to say that that with those those slippery conditions and, and the wet with the, the weather being what it was, maybe they felt that they have to just keep Liverpool away because we never tested them. You know, we just didn't test them in that first half, but the second half just it goes. And, and look, we pile on that pressure. We take the game away from them, and they do start losing the head. You know what I mean? Like the, those challenges going in. Yeah, and they, exactly. Um, yeah, there was one late one on Manny, uh, and I thought Pel Torres, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, but and when you saw the replay of it, it wasn't that bad. It just looked a lot worse than it was because of the way the because of the, the speed of it. But um, I thought the ref, the ref played a funny game in some respects. There was there was other challenges earlier on in the game that 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 could have merited the yeah. yellow card. It was almost like he was kind of trying to avoid getting in a situation where he had to send someone off and they miss yeah. a Champions League yeah. final. Yeah. Um, and then as the game got into that obviously later phase where it was obvious that you know. Uh, Liverpool were going through Villarreal weren't and you know he books I think he books Trent first and then he starts booking a few Villarreal players and then obviously he's no qualms about sending your man off because they're not getting to a final do you know what I mean it was a it was a bit of a it, I, I, it felt a bit like that I'm, I'm going to be interested to watch how how tomorrow night's game is refereed from that perspective like if 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 it follows a similar pattern, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You think know, it could be a directive that's coming down? Like it might be, yeah. It just it felt, it felt a bit strange at times. Maybe it's just maybe it's just a one-off, and maybe it's just that referee um, being being mindful. Um, uh, you know, you know, we all know what Fernandinho is like in terms of getting away with his yellow cards. Um, so let, let's just see. Let's just see how tomorrow pans out. But it did seem to be. 
a, a bit of a trend in the game from from what I was from what I was viewing. Yeah, it was. It was. It was always going to happen. I mean, the thing is, that happens an awful lot in semi-finals, though. Um, they'll they'll do their best to keep it eleven v eleven, and you'll really have to go some to get her straight red. Hmm. But there was definitely some yellow card worthy tackles from both sides in that first half because we were losing our patience and our head. We were frustrated and. There was mistimed tackles from us as well, so he was he was equally <clears throat> in, in that board. I didn't think it was a nasty game. I didn't think even towards the end. There, there was one cynical one from the Celso on Fabinho, where he tripped him up, and that was just cynical and out of order. And even Virgil, when he picked him up, he looked over to him and he was like, "Look away, boy. You know you're you're out. Like stop. There's no need of that nonsense." But in general, I don't think it was played in any kind of a bad spirit or anything like that. There was no mal- malice in any other. T- there was the one that for Arthur goal, the Sadio's goal, where they both tried to take him out. Yeah, and, it, and they were as well that they didn't because then they were straight reds like, and it could have. I mean, it, it in truth it should have been worse. We should have beaten by a fair bit more, and it looked like Mo was desperate to get a goal because there was one lovely move on a counter that he tried to cut back on his left when he shouldn't have. He should have laid the ball out for Trent to take it to slot it on. You know, but in general, a fair reflection on that second half performance would have been four or five because of how dominant we were in that second half. Once we got our noses in front at all, we just ran away with it. We really overpowered them. How jammy was really for Jones's like he literally yeah. dives oh, past yeah. it and then his leg yeah. hangs down and blocks it. Yeah, yeah, there was times where we were queuing up to like there was three or four of them yeah, in the Jones box. Looked good when he came on. Yeah, he if anything, there was probably sharp. too many of them in the box trying mm. to score that they were kind of nearly falling over each other. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the discipline gone, isn't he? You know, the shape and they were just the, the Salah chance there, I think it was five on two. You know what going yeah. on? They just they just lost all their discipline, but you know it's you don't want to say that, I don't want to come across as patronising lads. But before we do finish up, Villarreal have had a great season. They've been a great story. People will downplay. You know Liverpool getting to a final by having the easiest route to a final. And look, we all know it could have been harder. But we yeah. played Villarreal in that semi final because they beat Bayern Munich. Do you know what I mean? And At Juventus. the time, we all thought that Bayern Munich would have been in that semi, and they exactly yeah. they go. They bet Juventus. They've won the Europa League last year. I'm going to say, I think Unai Emery is absolutely brilliant in knockout competitions in Europe. He's one of the yeah. best coaches in Europe. And they probably aren't going to get in there now. I think they're seventh in La Liga. They're not going to make it um, into it's the a shooter. They might get conference football. I think there's three-point gap between seventh and eighth going into the but if, if they season. can get into any form yeah. of of europe they'll be a, yeah. you know they're gonna be, be a good a threat yeah. yeah yeah and yeah. they buy they buy well they'll earn good money out of this run and the way they treat the fans is phenomenal they subsidize the fans travel over to liverpool they don't rip fans off at the turnstiles you know the half the population of the town was there tonight you know, and I guarantee you What's that they that don't. Give or take. Yeah. The only population on the planet that every <laughs> Liverpool fan knows yeah. the actual number of, isn't it? Well, it's, they yeah. were comparing it to Torquay earlier on. Uh, last week it was um, Morecambe. But <laughs> it, it, it's just 
one of those feel-good stories in football, the football needs every now and again. And the Champions League, every now and again, throws up a side like that. that yeah. Does well semi-finals. Semi-finals are littered yeah. with these That's types of sides, isn't it? Ajax yeah. the other year, and look what they did on the back of that. You know, Ajax mm. rebuilt their club mm. on the strength of three or four really good sales. Mm. After, I don't think Villarreal will have those. There's one. Pau Torres is a very, very good centre-back. He will go for big money. But I think the sustainability of that club in the mid-term and long-term future has been well and truly sustained by this Champions League run and last year's Europa League run. You know, and all credit to them. They they seem to be doing things the right way there. So yeah, I mean the the the, the side and the squads kind of littered with, you know, Premier League kind of rejects. Really, mm. uh, players who haven't kind of come up to scratch. Coquelin, Lacelso, uh, a few others, and Kipuwe. and maybe maybe and Aurier yeah. is there as well. Right, you know. Yeah. Yeah Moreno. yeah, Moreno. I mean, it, it might it might not turn out to be the same kind of scenario as as Ajax in terms of players, you know, moving on using that as a springboard. Maybe maybe one or two of them get a, a, you know a, a chance at a, a bigger club off the back of this. But this this Champions League always throws up a, a, a surprise, you know, a surprise semi finalists. Um, and you know, I think let, let let's not let's not like. You know, let's 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 not sort of like kind of gloss over it. Like we have been fortunate to to kind of to to play a Villarreal, yeah. you know, in a, in a, in a semi final. You know, it could have been a lot harder. The route that we've had, you know, could have been a lot harder. Benfica in the previous round. Oh, yeah, the group you know. of death as well. You got to think, look back at the group when the when the initial draw was made for the Champions League. An awful lot of me included looked at that group and thought, that's tasty. There's some proper games in there between AC Milan, Porto, you know. They it were, had the pedigree, was... didn't it? It had the pedigree. It, did, and I guess yeah. it had the history. Off. Yeah, yeah. And it was a great group. Um, yeah. I think we all fancied our chances of getting through. But, you know, we play into Milan, you know, we play Benfica, we play Villarreal. You know, I think that's, a re- you know, it's, a re- it's relatively kind in the grand scheme of things as to who you could potentially come up against in knockout football. And let's face it, like we are, we're one of the elite teams in Europe now. You know, we've got, this is our third Champions League final um, in, what is it, four years? Third and four years. You know, when we got to Champions League, when we got to those two Champions League finals um, against Milan, you know, 2005 um, and a few years later, you know, we we were we were we were punching above our weight. You know, we 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 absolutely should be targeting minimum semi-finals of Champions Leagues now. And you know, it, it's it's not beyond the realms that we you know should be getting to. At least you know, you think about Klopp's next four years, we should be targeting getting to at least another two. But you know, th- th- this is this is where we brought ourselves up to. Now we we you know ourselves Manchester City you know we should be perennial semi-finalists um you know there should be no question about us qualifying for Champions Leagues you know getting out of groups you know this 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 should be this should almost be our bread and butter now as much as the league is our bread and butter that's where we've that's that that's where we've we've put ourselves and you know um even when we got to that first final um a few years ago you know, under this 
you know, this team got to the to their first final a few years ago, you wouldn't necessarily have thought that they'd have got to another two so quickly afterwards, you know. But but look, it, it, it let's enjoy it. Let's let's soak it up. You know, the, the reason why I, you know, alluded to it earlier about booking Paris. You know, I was at Madrid a few years ago. You know, this is about the journey. We've heard it so many times. This is about the journey. I don't expect to get a ticket to go to the game, but I'm going to be in a capital city in Europe like I was a few years ago, sampling it in with so many other Liverpool fans. You know, I know this is a fan base like no other. Like, we're going to have the times of our lives. This is what it's all about. It's about following a team that is competing for absolutely everything. And you know what? I absolutely love it. Love it. And I'll be with you, Dicko. We'll be there. Yes. We'll be bleeding down the... You know, we won't get tickets for the match, but so be it. Do you know what I mean? We'll we'll soak it in. We'll soak in the atmosphere. And Emmett, you know what? Dicko's right. You know, the... You can spend your time worrying about who we get in the final or how the final's going to go, or you can just enjoy the fact that we're in a final, you know. And and where we can big up Villarreal and their story, you know, we can big up Liverpool because no team wanted to face us in that tournament from start to finish. Do you know what I mean? And and that's the sign of what we're at. Forget about everyone else. It doesn't matter what way the draw had gone. None of them wanted us, and that's a fact. Neither of the sides that are playing tomorrow want to play us in the final. Yeah. <laughs> they would have they would have yellow scarves on today. Well hoping that Villarreal and knock us out. Enjoy it, like do you know what I mean? It's this is what it's all about. Ain't long enough without having it. Do you know what I mean? So like yeah, I, I just I'm not gonna be lucky enough to be in Paris myself and a, a good few of booked to go to Liverpool. We were in Liverpool uh, in two thousand nineteen when we won it. So we said sure we'll just for luck we'll go back. It's a good omen. So um that's where we'll be, but we will also have no tickets unless tickets to the Echo Arena or something, which was absolutely on wheels the last time. Um, and I'm hoping that our kind of our, our Goyle has said that we'll be celebrating a open top bus parade with the Champions League, the Premier League, and the FA Cup, and um, the day after the Champions League so. and the League Cup. And the league, and, yeah. and the women's fourth division. Everything. And a big sign saying everything got relegated. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I don't think we're going to get it all. Unfortunately, I don't think I don't so. No. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. I think we've we've we unfortunately the gods have 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 if they've taken one ball away from us, that's that could be the one that they've taken. But um, and before I thought this was a good point from Alex. You know, balls to lucky draws. City get the loss. City of Atlantis crack a tower overs and the Falkland Islands under eleven. <laughs> it's true. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you take what's in front of you, and that's all you can yeah. do. And you just have to beat them. But look, <clears throat> on to tomorrow night now, lads, and we'll see what what way it goes. Very quickly before we finish up, how do you see this one going, Kev? How do you see this tomorrow night going? I fancy Madrid. I said when the draw was made, I fancied Madrid. Uh, I also fancy Chelsea, you know. But fancy everyone. No, I just look at this Madrid side at home, and it was the same against PSG. As long as they're in the tie, they have a chance. And if you've got someone like Benzema, I know they're missing David Alaba, but if you have Benzema in the side, and the pace of Vinicius on one flank, they'll probably go with Rodrigo on the other side again. But Benzema gives you a real a real chance in, a, in any game. And there's only a goal in it. 
there's nothing in it. But I I fancy Madrid to go through. I think there'll be goals. I just think they both sides will will have a, a, a go again. Um, I thought so. I watched the press conference, and one of the the Catalan or one of the Spanish journalists were really goading Pep. You know, asking him silly things like, uh, "Are you going to do a guard of honor for Real yeah. Madrid and all that?" And he was like, Ridiculous. "You know, it was it was literally the, the vocal Catalan in the room. Let's just piss him off." And I think City will have a right go, but I honestly think that Madrid have the nous to be able to pick him apart. We were, I say, I was chatting to Chris the other night about this. Uh, Man City are a, look, they're excellent. They really are, but the, at the back. They're getting down to the bare bones now. This season is a long, long season for them as well. And the way there's wear and tear in that side. And I don't know what kind of shape they're going to be going into that game tomorrow night. Yeah, Cancelo's back, but they'll be given they'll be given a stern examination. Uh will Madrid be able to keep them out? Dunno. But it'll be a great watch. It'll be a great oh, game, isn't it? Yeah. It's nice that we can sit back and watch it. Knowing that we're there, so we can yeah. just sit back tomorrow night and just enjoy a game for the sake of enjoying the game, you know. And that's a nice position to be in. Is Casemiro back? Yeah, yeah Casemiro's yes, back. Casemiro's back. Um, what about Kyle Walker? No, yeah, is he not back? No, he, he's probably, I think he could be out for the season. Cancelo's back. Uh, Stones looks like he could be out. So you got Dave, Nathan, Diaz, Laporte. And Ake play at left back. I think Ake got Zinchenko. Ake went off injured. Ake went off injured, but it'll be Ake or Zinchenko. Zinchenko probably back. didn't play but Zinchenko the, the other yeah, day. Yeah, but that's it. There's nobody else. Hmm. They have four. I agree, I agree with Kev. I think Real or Real Madrid are going to win. Um, they should they they dumped us dumped us out on our ass when they only had a patched up team as well. Like, so they never count. I would never count Real Madrid, but I I see them knocking City out tomorrow evening. Yeah, I don't know. Head says uh, City, heart says Real Madrid. I mean, I, I, it would be kind of, I don't know, if there's one sort of slip up left in City this season, it's actually probably in the in the you know if there's if there's one game that they're going to fuck up, it's going to be tomorrow night. I don't see them uh, messing up any of the the remaining four league games. Um, the one thing that Madrid have going for them, you know, was evidenced by the, the fact the first game was four three, and and you know the Chelsea game had had you know so many. Got, it was such a high score and aggregate. Um, is the fact that you know City won't be able. To, you know, it's not it's not it's not going to be some kind of defensive holdouts you know if if city were playing a team who were just trying to you know a, 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 even an atletico you know what i mean like i the one thing that gives me hope is that madrid can score like out of absolutely nothing we've seen that in the first leg we've seen it against chelsea you can it feels like they're out they're out of, completely out of things and then the next thing benzema pops up you know um junior pops up someone pops up modric plays you know a, a worldy ball into someone so you know it's going to be uh, you know it's going to be interesting tomorrow night and also when you kind of consider that 
you know, we thought this game tonight, or this this tie was over before the ball was kicked in some ways. And you've seen how quickly Villarreal could turn that around. And that's that's a team that's seventh in the league. This is a team that that have that have strolled through the season in Spain. So they're they're, they're far far better than 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 a Villarreal. Um, so yeah, I think City go through. But I would not be surprised. And you just nearly convinced yourself there that Real were going to go through. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. The more, the more I think about it, and tonight give me even more impetus to think that Madrid have got a chance. But um, like going and to it's only one going goal. to play City in Paris is is going to be the absolute ultimate. They are the two best teams on the planet. You know, there's a element of jeopardy there going out there, potentially, you know, the low of losing to them and, and them winning their first European Cup versus us sticking it to them, you know, as absolute European royalty and winning our seventh. Like the 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 the, the ends of the scale there are just huge. Um so a part of me would like to it's a bit like a, a gambler's kind of mentality to just get them and beat them. Yeah. Why not? I hear what you're saying. I sort of think Madrid have to have too much to go their way to overcome City tomorrow. We think they need whoever comes in, whether it be Nacho into the centre of that defence for Alaba. And Alaba was pounding in that first game as well, it has to be said. Like he was dort. But I think whoever comes into that defence has to be strong. The midfield have to be on. And now Casemiro coming back in for them will make a huge difference. I like Fede Valverde. I think he's a very good player. I think Cruz has been a little bit a little bit off it compared to his standards. Modric has been still, even when he's looking quiet, he's getting them back into games. But I think they need an awful lot. They do have the hottest forward, let's be honest, in the world at the moment. Um in Karim Benzema. The fella is just phenomenal. And you know, Michael Richards talking absolute scutter about in the last six months he sees what you know Karen Benz oh, Karen Benz Karen Benz he's doing the yeah he's been absolutely phenomenal like for his whole career and and the people are going on like he's the new kid on the block but he won't be afraid of Man City he will put that to them and you know they they need to they to make the chances to, and take the chances and then they need to hold City yeah what you're doing so a bit like they go I think City will go through and Jesus Christ, the thoughts are going to Paris to, to play them. <laughs> yeah. You've talked me out of that one. <laughs> but, but we'll outnumber, you know, it was oh, safe yeah. to say we'll, we'll completely one. outnumber them. Um, you know, it felt like that in, in, in Madrid with Spurs, you know, completely outnumbering the Spurs fans. And I, and I would say Spurs probably take more, you know, to that game than City would, would take down to Paris. But, um, yeah, look, we we've just we just you know even if we play Madrid, like just say for instance Madrid go through, like we would then be, I'd say we would be favourites to win the final, and it, and that in itself is it's uncomfortable. It, yeah, it is an uncomfortable position, especially when you consider the his the recent history of losing the final, yeah. losing the um, was it the quarter final um, against them when we were all convinced. You know, everyone wanted them in the draw. We got them, 
and we got knocked out. Um, so, you know, we're sitting here now going, oh, we'd love Madrid. Could, back, could come back to bite us on the arse because we took, you know, as yeah. I mentioned, European royalty. They're the ultimate European royalty, aren't they? Let's, let's yeah. face it. Let's not... Ancelotti has got a bit of a... Uh, not an Indian sign over Klopp, but he's you know he's done well against them in games. So yeah, well, we don't want to take it for granted. But look, we can be accused of taking this whole room for granted. We've been booking flights to Paris since playing Christmas. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we've been talking about quadruples, but we've said it all along, lads, and we've said it everywhere. The quadruple is on until it's no longer on, and it's still on. Do you know what I mean? It's another hurdle gone now. Look. The league is where we need a bit of luck. I'm worried but, about Saturday now. I, I'm genuinely worried about Saturday. I am. You're always worried. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was worried about Newcastle because of the quick turnaround. Uh, yeah. that was the, and the form they were in as well. Yeah, but when you when you actually just take a quick look at that form, they were beating sides where they should yeah. that they should be. But I thought the quick turnaround and the amount of changes that I thought Klopp would have to be forced into making. I thought that was more of a, a worry than Spurs at Anfield under the lights on a Saturday evening after we booked our place in Paris. That didn't worry me as much as what Newcastle does. Spurs have a threat, obviously. They're in good form at the minute. They're fighting for mm. top four. Mm. But we're a good 20-odd points ahead of them in the league for a reason. We're that, we are that much better than them. And if you can't lift yourself for the position that we're in, given the fact that you're going to Paris and that's locked away, that's another final locked away in the cupboard to later in the year, like the FA Cup finals, it's locked away in the cupboard, it's done and dusted. Now it's just the league. You know, focus on the league games now, finish the league off strong, get all our points in the bag and if it's good enough, great. If it's not good enough, so fucking what, we're going to win two cup finals. I think it's I think it's poxy that the FA Cup final is on before the league finishes. Yeah, it's probably oh, yeah. It's, it is, it's just it's been poxy. all over the place, hasn't it? Yeah. This, this They've FA ruined it. They ruined the FA Cup years ago yeah. by putting it on a half five, by putting it on before the season ends, by putting it on the same as a full Premier League. Put on the Wednesday night soon enough. Yeah. If you if you didn't get up at nine o'clock when you were younger and oh. and only getting into football yeah. to watch BBC, BBC and you, you'd find out what the teams are having for their breakfast and all yeah. this kind of stuff, yeah. you're lying. That, that was that was FA Cup days. Now it's just yeah. it's just another yeah, game. It's, just, That's yeah, it's crap. It's crap. Even, even, that I don't even know if you ask me now. I, don't, I mean, I'll have to look it up. I don't even know what time it kicks off. I think I seen four something come out on Twitter. Four, 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 I see. Four, yeah, four, I seen four, something come out on Twitter there about two weeks ago. Week week two weeks ago, whenever it was announcing the kickoff time. I mean, how sad is that? You know, you have to you have to see. You know the kickoff time announced. Mm. I, I think mean, it's for it's, the American it's audience or something like that, is it? It's it's God for knows. some other audience outside of UK and Ireland, anyway. Yeah, yeah, that but, doesn't. Um, that, 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 it's like Dico right. said. After tonight, we're gonna we're gonna play in every single game that we could possibly play in this season. Yeah, yeah. That's one heard. I was a tour de May, and we're still in with a chance well, of winning everything. It is. Klopp has achieved this season now something that no manager has ever done. He's He's going to appear in every cup final that's going. That, and that's never been done. A League oh, yeah. Cup, an FA Cup, and a Champions League final. Yeah. I know we've done it in, in 2001. 2001. Yeah. 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 The UEFA Cup. Sorry, the UEFA Yeah, yeah UEFA Cup. Yeah. 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 But this is Champions the big... League. Yeah. It's mental. Yeah. And the fact that the club, we've got, we broke the, Sadio Mane's goal broke the club world or the club record for the most goals 
in a season. We're on 139 for the season now. And we've still got what? How many games to go? Four, five, six games six, to go? Six, six games to go. And we're averaging two and a half goals a game. Yeah. yeah. This is it's, unheard it's of. Allison is in line to break, to equal Peter Cech's clean sheet record of 24 in the league. Do you know what I mean? This see this team continues to to set new new boundaries. I thought yeah. the year we won the league, the year we waltzed the league, I didn't think we we'd get better than that. And we we seriously have we've kicked on again. But this Just time for... last season, look, think about this time last season. What we oh, this is scenario that we were in, you know, the the absolute horror season. You know, mm. the 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 outlier of all seasons. When you probably look look back at the Klopp era. I mean, you know, so many people have come up on chat here tonight and have mentioned the job that, in particular, um, Nat Phillips did. Uh, Reese Williams yeah, was bring towards the end. You know, it's been the, the shout out's been there. Um, I think Nat Phillips was a massive contributor to getting us. I, I said this. I said this a couple of months ago. Like, if we get to Champions League final, I hope. I, I hope that you know the the club. Essentially, have them lads around the squad, you know, in the in in, in on the on the team bus, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the dressing room, whatever whatever they're permitted to do. Um, because Reese was, was on the bench for the first leg against Villarreal. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. He was on. He was on the bench for that game. Um, yeah. So what? What? Whatever. You know. I mean, that they. Everyone who came in and, and mucked in last season to get us into this position, um, like you know, we, you kind of you hear these things about our name being on the cup and stuff like that. That that stuff usually comes about how you perform in in the course of that run towards winning the cup. This actually goes before we actually start the competition off. The only reason we're in this competition um, is because of some of the efforts of players at the back end of last season we, we based on the position we were in we had no right to be here we had, we needed to put on a run of, of we had to have champions form essentially which we did at the end of last season so you know maybe it maybe this is all written in the stars you know going to paris again as we've won a european cup in that city against previously. real madrid against Real Madrid, whether it's them or not, will remain to be seen. I think if they get through, you know, that'll be talked about an awful lot. So maybe maybe this was our destiny. Maybe this is our reward for 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 things, you know, karma and all that, for all the things that went wrong last season. Indeed. And that Nat got promoted there tonight with yeah. Bournemouth. So, yeah, you know, fair, fair play. play. He soaked it in. Point. Dominic Solanke soaking it yeah. all in. Um, Harry Wilson last night soaking it all in. Our new player who's coming in in the summer Carvalho. soaking it all in. Nico Williams, you know. Nico Williams soaking it. Yeah, absolutely. The, all these lads, as we say, Reese Williams, Nico Williams, Nat Phillips, all played a part, you know, all played a part to get us where we are. But look. It is what it is. The streets are buzzing, trolls in a super chat. Thank you very much. Uh, quad, here we come. Look, until it's not possible, it's possible. And I just can't wait. I'm optimistic. Um, I won't keep us any longer, lads. We've done an hour and uh, God knows what. But thanks to everyone in the chat. If you'd like the show, hit the like, hit the subscribe if you're not subscribing. Um, tell us what you think in the comments. Uh, all that good stuff. I forgot to mention about sponsors. I won't go through the... The, the vanish lads. 
IP Vanish. If you need a VPN, go to IP Vanish, IP Vanish dot com forward slash day lfc day trippers fire discount 70 70 percent discount i think it is it, it works out great but look get on to them and sign up um you can't ask for more than that failicon are our charity partner you know we'll do our best we keep pushing and pushing and pushing and even though the golf day is coming up in june we'll big keep golf pushing day after that. is it 10th of june is it big golf yeah i'll be going you're playing won't be playing no but oh, i'll no. be in attendance look myself look myself we won't be playing either i'm donating but, the prize by the way are you yeah um, flights yeah. to yeah. paris no yeah. not quite <laughs> <laughs> i'll sort it'll, it'll sort someone's new liverpool jersey out for next season anyway oh there you go there you go because buying it in iron right so we will <laughs> leave it there we've been a trippers the reds are going to another final another champions league final this is what we're made to do these are the days that we're all in it for and hopefully we get the the light at the end of the rain but we've been your, your host keith and i'll see us all again soon Sports Social Podcast Network.